And I'm Wendy. And this is our podcast, Queer Religion. Where people share their stories about where their sexual identity and their spiritual identities intersect. Like a conversation between friends. Say, maybe over a boba tea. Yes, a boba tea with rainbows. Or unicorns. Or other fancy flags. Today our guest is... Kristen! Welcome! Hi! Hey, how's it going? Good, good, good. Just chilling. Right. Thanks well, for having me today. Yeah, oh, you're very thanks welcome. for being here. If you just want to take a second and sort of introduce yourself to our listeners, kind of tell us a little bit about how you identify, what you'd like us to know about you. So hi, I'm Kristen. I am a Japanese-American fourth-generation girl that's born and raised in Hawaii. I identify as a lesbian, and my pronouns are her and she. Fantastic. Nice. To start us out, why don't you tell us about... Uh, how you grew up, where you feel like your roots are, your anchoring sets of, I don't know, foundation in life. Is that too broad? I feel uh, like I go broader if you want. <laughs> no, I think that's broad enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I didn't really grow up with any solid religion background. Um, my dad picked up Christianity uh, when I was about five years old, and I kind of went with that for a little bit but it didn't really stick mm-hmm. so I don't know I was spiritual for a little while I I kind of had to meander through a few different religious and f- spiritual backgrounds and then I kind of just settled in on not having one what ones did you kind of transition through did you like formally go through them or just test out different belief sets or mm, just kind of tested out different belief sets uh, I took some religion classes and uh, I was interested in Christianity I went and studied a little bit of, about Catholicism mm-hmm. um, I also looked into Buddhism stuff like that and then I kind of just dove into learning more about atheism and that background but in the end I none of them really fit properly Mm -hmm. and I kind of just figured they all kind of revolved around the same idea that these things are needed to be done in order to be a good person so if I could bypass the rules of religion and just be a good person or Mm -hmm. do my best to be a good person then that's all that the world could really ask of me. Mm-hmm. And that's how I kind of came on to not having religion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Did, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, um, I was going to ask about any traditions that you kind of, and you didn't embrace that yourself, but at five, that's pretty young. Did mm-hmm. you have any traditions since your dad converted that your family did or he did that you kind of just found familiar or you participated in or um, it was pretty just light? I mean, I did the church every Sunday with my dad, mm-hmm. and we had, like, the children's art class, mm-hmm. which was church for kids, pretty much. And then uh, I did, in middle school, do some, uh, what is it called? Clubs. Mm. Like, a church club. Um, what did you do in a church club? Like We uh, just met a couple, week, uh, couple times a week after school, and we kind of had sessions, and we discuss the Bible and mm, okay. practices and how it relates to us as middle schoolers and how we can practice our faith while um, still being involved in school stuff because not everything 
in her and um did you buy into that at that age pretty well or kind of just testing um i was actually pretty i was pretty set on it <laughs> from maybe six to six years old to like seventh grade mm -hmm. um and then I kind of started questioning it when my grandfather passed away. Mm. Uh, that was a really hard time for me. So I kind of questioned why would he let this happen? Why would God let this happen mm. if I wasn't ready and it happened so suddenly? Like I, it just made me question a lot of the reasonings behind it. And I, I wasn't satisfied with the God has a purpose and he's doing it for a reason, but you can't know what it is. Mm -hmm. So I turned more towards this is life. People are born, they live, they have their time to leave their mark on the world and be the best person they can to touch other people's lives and then they pass away. And How old were you then? Yeah. Uh, shortly after my grandpa died, so I want to say I was like a freshman in high school or sophomore okay. in high school. Mm -hmm. um, but. That seemed to work for me, so I was fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> and how was your dad with that? Um, he never really pushed religion on us too hard. And my grandparents weren't religious. They raised my um, siblings and I. So he was kind of fine with it as long as I was being a good person. I was doing my best to make a positive contribution to the world. Like stay out of trouble. Yeah, <laughs> do sports, <laughs> help, help the community if I can stuff like that so he never pushed it too hard on us which i really appreciate mm -hmm. yeah nice guy it's <laughs> <laughs> helpful yeah. yeah that's always good right uh what messages did you guys have growing up about sexuality any that came across um none really I mean I didn't really know what a lesbian was or like queer or gay was until I was towards the end of my middle school years so like eighth grade mm -hmm. um, and that came up because a classmate of mine actually started spreading a rumor around school that I was a lesbian mm -hmm. and I was like I don't oh, know what that even is like I tried the dating guys thing um, just because my sister was dating guys I was like oh that's what you're supposed to do right let, let me just try to do that if I'm friends with a guy and maybe we can try to do the coupling thing and then I shortly found out like I had to set a rule for myself like I have to give them at least a week like an <laughs> honest week to impress me before I break up with them yeah and then yeah. shortly yeah it turned into a pattern like a week and a day and I was like, oh, I don't Wait, think Wait, well, I think middle school, that's a long time. Like yeah, a week I was is like, forever, that's pretty much right? every relationship <laughs> in school. Yeah, but I was like, no, oh, this doesn't feel quite right. I feel like I'm doing it wrong. Yeah, I do not have the same results as everyone else. Why do people like this? Yeah, right? yeah. pretty much. <laughs> so the, you had a whole lot of rumors. Did you have to deal with those? How did you deal with those? Mm, I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. He's dumb. <laughs> Boys are stupid. Oh, well, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I kind of let it go. It bothered me some days more than others, but like every rumor, it comes and it goes and mm -hmm. it's done with. And then in high school, I realized that he was right. <laughs> <laughs> Did that, and I, since you didn't know, right, at the mm -hmm. time, like the 
vocabulary wasn't even on your radar, right? So you didn't have like an internal thing, like a struggle or, or trying to figure yourself out at that point. You just were like, I'm doing this dating thing wrong because it's not feeling like it fits for me, but I don't know why. I mean, I had inklings, there was definitely red flags <laughs> that I probably should have paid a little bit of attention to. Like, I had friends that were girls, and I had friends that were guys, and the guys, like, we would, we would hang out, it'd be super chill, we'd play sports, and then girls, like, we'd do the same things, but the feelings behind them weren't quite the same. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they would get boyfriends, and their boyfriends would do stupid things, or, and then they would complain about their boyfriends to me, and I'd be like... I could treat you better. But I didn't take it as like, I want to be in a relationship with you and I can treat you better. It's just like, guys suck at treating girls well. Mm -hmm. And then then high school hit and I got very strong feelings for (laughs) a senior at my high school. And then I also like, had close friends who were more open about their sexuality, about being bisexual or not, or like bi-curious. So that kind of opened me up to this whole new world, like, oh, maybe it's not that I'm, it's wrong, like, guys aren't, these guys aren't right for me, it's just all guys aren't right for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that escalated quickly. Yeah. escalated up. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, it happened pretty quickly, actually, now that I look back on it more. But it was hard to think about telling my parents that and my grandparents that just because they are much more conservative and traditional. Well, that's two pieces, right? Because your family is, if you're, like, your first generation, you said fourth. fourth. I'm sorry, I missed yeah. that. Um, but still fairly Japanese traditional, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now, what's so what's the perspective there on the GLBTQ community? Um, so I came up to my mom, and pardon the term, but my mom... When I came out to her, she's like, why why are you surprised? I knew since you were five, and I used to be a, a fag hag. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, well, you could have saved me a lot of stress if you right? just let me know. <laughs> but I'm glad you took it so well. Um, my dad pretty much said, as long as I'm happy and I'm being the best person that I can be, um, he's happy for me. He's supportive of it. He didn't particularly want me putting it out there mm-hmm. like super loudly, but he was fine with it. Um, and then my grandma, I never actually technically had the talk with her like that I came out. It was more like a, oh, this is my really close friend that we hang that I hang out with all the time, and you know she's just gonna start coming over a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> like all the time. Yeah, yeah. So she uses the term good friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's happy with it, and she's she's fine with it, and I think at this point, like, she just, again, wants me to be a good person, mm-hmm. not, not necessarily, like, I need to live a specific lifestyle, or make, make specific decisions to uphold the family honor, you mm-hmm. know, old school stuff like that. So Which is nice. a pretty big deal, both, both since your father, I mean, he's already still involved in the Christian church, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the messaging there is typically less accepting, uh, depending on which church you go to. Yeah. Um, and then traditionally, that's not been a... Uh, it's been a pretty dishonoring thing mm-hmm. No, yeah. a lot of Asian families, right? Definitely. So, he brings it up every so often. 
we have the, like I'm at a crossroads on something and he'll be like, well, God says, like, this is what you need to do and this is how you should go about something like this. And somehow he finds a way to slip in the God made Adam and Eve as man and woman. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't know how we got on this topic. Good talk. I'm going to go now. Because that's not the crossroads you're asking. <laughs> no, no, no. We're way past that crossroad then. <laughs> Sorry, don't know how to tell you that. But, I mean, overall, he's very supportive. And he handles it very well. And he's still very religious, but he understands and prioritizes family happiness over mm-hmm. his particular mm-hmm. beliefs. How did you resolve then the the messaging? Like, is there anything that you did to kind of just be okay with yourself, even though he keeps slipping that in? Do you have like things that you tell yourself or beliefs that you hold on to that allow you to be happy and healthy as yourself? Uh, I mean, I take it back to every religion talks about or has rules on how to be a good person Mm -hmm. and how to do the right thing. And it all kind of correlates together no matter which religion. Um, Don't kill anyone, don't hurt, don't steal, don't, like, it's all pretty lined up. So as long as I do my best to be the best best person that I can be, Mm -hmm. given I know I'm gonna gonna fail sometimes and I'm gonna make mistakes, we're all human. Um, But if I'm doing the best that I can, I feel like that's all I can do. And mm-hmm. my dad has also said the same thing. He was like, you do the best you can. Be the best person you can be. You're human, you're gonna make mistakes. Just learn from them and then move on. Mm-hmm. And easy peasy. Makes it sound so simple. Right, no. <laughs> <laughs> what background is your mom then if your dad embraces Christianity? Uh, I believe my mom grew up with Buddhism, but she never really took to any religion either Mm -hmm. she work was kind of her religion (laughs) (laughs) i'll keep you busy yeah yeah but she was a lot more open-minded she she kind of had a little bit of a troubled upbringing so she had a hard time finding her way through stuff so i think she was a lot more understanding when my sexual identity didn't conform to general population at the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. Um, and she was super supportive of it and she's told me there's nothing wrong with me I'm mm-hmm. a good person and I'm, I just need to be true to who I am and stick to that look at all that positive yeah, messaging right? I awesome. know mm-hmm. she, and then she also may have slipped in that she wishes she were a lesbian because maybe her life would be easier <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't let her know that's not necessarily true no. <laughs> I spoken to many lesbians um, it's not about how you transitioned in high school did you date a lot did you kind of just slowly let the guys fade off into the background mm, uh, do you have this one major crush that you really wish you like I had is that too personal oh, good. no no <laughs> <laughs> get more personal that's what okay. we said bring it up, up. Bring it up. That's what we said before <laughs> no uh, I mean I had I had a crush on that senior, um, but I mean, I still dated guys, and 
poor guy was like went all out our first month we were together and he bought me like roses and he bought me a balloon and he was gonna drop it off to my first period class and little did he know I was talking to my friend right before he arrived and I was like I think I'm gonna break up with him oh, no. it's not working out. and I was like oh shit we make a month today okay I'll do it tomorrow no. I couldn't I couldn't do it he looked such a sweet guy just barking up the wrong tree um, <laughs> but I mean I dated guys up until my sophomore junior year I think like mid junior year and then I was like no yeah this isn't working out but my friends that had graduated at that time they're like don't don't come out in high school it's, it's a it's a bad idea like mm. just finish high school then you can start a fresh leaf um, and you can recreate your whole new identity and be who you want to be after you graduate high school but there's going to be rumors and people are going to talk and it's going to be it's going to be the big thing and you don't want to deal with that in high school um, were they um part of the lgbtq community or some of them okay yeah so they had experienced some yeah pretty bad situations yeah or either that or they they kept it quiet until after mm -hmm. and they had great experiences from that um mm -hmm. I did not listen to them. <laughs> I met a girl on Downlink. Oh, the internet. Uh-huh. And she, she lived in California at the time, and she was talking about moving back here uh, to go to school and da 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 So we ended up getting together my senior year. Terrible idea. <laughs> but I came out in high school, and nobody really said anything. Nothing really changed. I was really surprised. Yeah. Um, that was on this island or a different island? This island. This yeah. Island. And private or public? Public. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a terrible relationship, but it was great for coming out. <laughs> That's um, good. Yeah. Long story short, like she ended up cheating on me, and like we broke up, and but I was out, so I was happy, and like I Those felt like I Those are sometimes the gifts, right? Yeah. It really is. It was so nice to like I felt like I could breathe mm. like weight was lifted off my shoulders when I came out to everybody and everyone was like oh that's cool you want to go play volleyball or something and it wasn't a big deal yeah. no not at all and then I one of the people I talked to was um, the girl I had a crush on oh. about it and she was one of the people that told me to not say anything so I told her about it and she was like oh well that's great I'm surprised <laughs> but I'm really happy for you <laughs> That's a good kind of surprise, right? Where things yeah. don't turn terrible. Y yes. It's like, oh, that's great. I'm glad that, that it wasn't that experience that I was afraid of for you. That's good. Yeah. It's a little nerve-wracking, but... It's always nerve-wracking, right? Like, yeah. Today's world is definitely more accepting, but in in your mind, there's always this really big build-up that it's not going to be accepting. Mm -hmm. And there are definitely spaces where it's not safe, so, you know, you know don't come out if it's not safe, but... In general, it's such a relief to be like, oh, I'm not having to try and like pretend or be something I'm not or try and convince myself of this or that. And wasn't that fun anyway, so <laughs> I'd be without it. Um, but no, like that, that genuine, authentic self, I think, is such mm -hmm. a, a relief, I think, for a lot of people. And then to have it be surprisingly okay, like... Mm -hmm most people that you know and care about you are usually and this isn't true for everyone but a large amount of cases your friends are going to still be your friends yeah 
there are small amounts when that does not happen, but overall, I think most everyone that we've talked to so far still has most of the friends that they actually knew them, right? It's different yeah. if people are like, oh, well. I met her once and. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like we're like real friends. Yeah. But real friends. And then family is tricky. It just depends on. But yeah. So yeah, yeah it's not always as bad as you think it's going to be. So I think that when you're coming out about certain things or you're sharing certain new information, you always plan for the worst, but hope for the best. Mm. And I was lucky enough in my situation, I got the best outcome I think I possibly could have. I mean, the best outcome would have been like rainbow flags all over campus and all over <laughs> for me, right. With your name. <laughs> Yay, Kristen. Yeah, yes. coming out cave. That would have been nice. You know, just a holiday. A Ooh, school holiday. Yes. <laughs> I think we should all get that. That would be great, Absolutely. but then nobody would be in school ever. Right. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, and so, was there a point where like your feelings about you know your sexuality and your connection to like the the Christian beliefs you've at least been exposed to, because um, you said that you know middle school and stuff you, you were pretty active in mm -hmm. in like a Bible study group. Did those ever like you know cause any conflict for you or, or were they? Uh, it definitely caused a little bit um, when I initially realized like I don't like guys, I like girls. I mean the church is pretty clear like that's sin that's wrong shouldn't mm -hmm. be doing that um and the leader of our church club her dad was a pastor so we would sometimes go over to their house and he would talk to us about sins and all of this stuff and so i asked him one day i was like so what if somebody is a really good person like they do their best to be a good person and contribute positively to the world but they just have that one thing. Like, does that automatically mean no matter what other good they did, they're, they're not, they're sinning and they're gonna go to hell? They're not savable. Yeah. And he was kind of stunned by the answer. He, I don't know if he ever actually gave me like a straight answer. He kind of beat around the bush about it. And that's when I kind of thought about it on my own. And I was like, you know, I don't think one person should be condemned for one one thing when they've contributed so much more good to the world. I don't I don't think that's how it should work. And I don't want to live by something like that. And so I told myself I'm I obviously like girls, I can't deny that. So maybe if I do extra and do more to be a good person, then it'll be something kind of looked over. So mm -hmm. you felt like you had to make up for it, though. Mm -hmm. So it that still wasn't just, like, okay. It was, like, it can be okay if I do more than the regular person so that I can, like, yeah. get extra plus points. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that caused me a lot of stress. I felt like I had to make up for other people's mistakes as well after a certain point. Like, my brother and sister got into some trouble, and I felt like I had to make my dad proud and do so much more and push myself harder and like it was causing me a lot of um, anxiety and um, I actually went into depression. I had to see a, um, a psychiatrist and I had to actually get um, medical help because of it and 
some antidepressants and stuff because it just, it, it got really bad. Um, and then I was talking with my psych and I was talking with my mom because my mom was very open-minded about stuff and she, she said, pretty much they said the same thing, you can only control what you can do, you can't control other people. Mm-hmm. So stop trying to make up for their wrongdoings. You be the best version of you and your family will most likely love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if they don't, then they're not contributing positive positively to your life and that's not on you they're gonna make their own decisions pretty much so it took me a little while to wrap my head around that because family's everything like you Mm -hmm. grow up with them they support you through all your struggles and they're some of your biggest supporters when you succeed Um, and the idea of losing them I wasn't quite ready for so it took a little while but after talking with my dad more and my mom and my grandma, my brother and my sister, they were all very supportive of the hypothetical idea of like me being not being everything they thought. But they all said I was a good person. They all said that I contributed well to the world and I was a light in their life and they appreciated me for who I was and I didn't need to be anymore. Mm-hmm. And once I got that, I felt a lot more comfortable with making mistakes and with not killing myself to make up for other people's mistakes and just kind of being okay with me. Right, you're enough how you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's such a hard thing for so many people to feel like you're enough just the way you are. Mm-hmm. Not always be reaching for something, you know, different yeah. motivations for different people, right? But like, so often we're looking for wanting to be more instead of just being able to be okay in the moment of how we are and having that support of your family that had to be really powerful for you and and being able to move to that other space oh definitely yeah a big a big conversation was with my sister and my sister was like you can be whoever you want you are a good person you're you're always positive you're you're and even when you're down, like you see the good in things, and she's like, "I love that I have you as my sister. I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't ask for anything more." And that can't <laughs> gather a tissue there. <laughs> my sister's my my best friend, and so I can like super relate to just how that feels. Yeah, to have that Definitely. those words said to you by someone that you care about so much, and it's just like, yeah, sorry, I'll try to no, yeah. <laughs> but really, it's. No, it's yeah, amazing. it was it was really amazing and it was really great and I appreciate her so much for that because I honestly think it was that point where I really had a turning moment where I was like, okay, I can do this, I can be myself, I don't have to go overboard, I don't have to kill myself to like be this phenomenal superhero, like mm-hmm. anything like that, I can just be me. Mm. And then I, that's when I made, had my turning point and I was like, okay, I can, I can do this. Life's not dead. I'll just do what I can while I can, and once I pass away, I pass away. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I left a good mark on the world. Right. Yeah. So that turning point for you, uh, where kind of on your timeline was that? Uh, I think it was like my junior year of high school okay. or so. 
there was some unfortunate things that happened from my eighth grade year through my sophomore year that kind of put me in a bad mindset mentally. Um, it just kind of elaborated to the guys suck mm -hmm. and they're stupid. It, it took me a little while to get past that and I felt like I had to make up because I did something wrong when it wasn't me. Mm. Um, so about my junior year, that's when I had a serious talk with my sister and when she said that. So I started being more myself. I started being more okay with who I surrounded myself with. Mm -hmm. and yeah. And so then, and you said you came out your senior year, mm -hmm. right? Well, I came out the end, or like the summer before my senior year, and then I got my first girlfriend my senior year. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, it was kind of a, I don't know if it was a quick timeline, because, I don't know, a lot happened between like 7th, 8th grade and my senior year of high school. It's not that quick, that's like 6 years. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> when in that age time, is like eons. Yeah, right, so. every day is a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> but I... I'm kind of happy it happened when it did because when I went to college I met my best friend and she's also a lesbian and we bonded a lot and she was super supportive of everything and um, we kind of were able to navigate through like this new college life as lesbians together after she tried to hit on me. That's how lesbians become friends. No. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, to this day, we still talk and we still keep up, um, keep in touch and do dinners and stuff. And it's really nice to just look back on it and be like, remember that time you hit on me? Well, remember that time you like, asked me to cover for you in class? <laughs> right, all the history that you have together. Yeah. But I think it was for the best, the time that it happened and how it happened. I think it was, it was good for me. Like, I realized I'm a lot stronger than I thought I was. I realized I'm a good person uh, that makes mistakes sometimes, but meh, show me someone who doesn't make mistakes. Right. right. Yeah. So as you move forward now, kind of in your in your journey, you know, you had mentioned that you took some religion classes. Was that in college? Yeah. And so you sort of explored that. Can you talk to us a little bit about, a bit about where you kind of ended up, you know, t to where you are today? Uh, I took, there was a specific course I took that covered like a few religions. I found it really interesting though. It went over how the religion was developed and where it had come, or where it had come from and where it was today. But the main thing I got from it was all religions are like a life course on how to be a good person and a, a rem reminder on how to be a good person mm -hmm. and to contribute positively to the world um, and that's kind of the only thing I took away from the course altogether uh, so I figured if I needed if I like the main thing is to be a good person then maybe I don't need to read a book every day about what happened in the past to show like what needs to be done to be a good person i feel like i have pretty good morals i feel like i surround myself with 
positive people and good company mm -hmm. and if I don't know what to do I know that I can consult others and that I can trust and if I felt like that was sufficient and I also didn't I there was a certain thing about religion about the afterlife that I didn't particularly care for and that was looking for an afterlife mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't like the idea that like I felt like it took away from being a good person because you're just doing these good things in the world to get on God's good side, pretty much. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> but just trying to get into a, a better place after you pass away on earth. Um, and I, I don't know, I feel like some people take that the wrong way and use it to legitimately do things that maybe aren't the best but would be the best in certain religions so I actually prefer the idea that like once you pass away you pass away mm. you go back into the earth and the the mark you leave is with the other people left on earth mm -hmm. and I like that idea much better because it keeps me honest to who I am and what's right not what another party thinks is right mm -hmm. kind of thing mm -hmm. sorry I know that might not be the no that's most. exactly we encourage all perspectives <laughs> exactly. that's the point of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> you're okay what um, what are your guiding principles for being a good person what things do you value I I value positivity in the world and um, I don't know maybe it may be a flaw about me but I am very much an optimist so I mm -hmm. will try to see the good in person before ever trying to see a bad mm -hmm. and given I get taken advantage of there's some people that use it to their advantage and that's gonna happen but I try not to let it deter me from helping others so if there's something that I can give that I can live without that someone else could benefit from, I want to be that person to help and be there and I just kind of being a helping hand to the world. And again, not hurting anyone, not, mm -hmm. not stealing, not trying to kill anyone. Um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I got. I mean, more than enough. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Let me press you more and see if I get any more details. Oh, we're dive right in. Dive right in. <laughs> did you? So did you end dating guys around high school at that point, or or did you yeah. ever pick that back up? You're done, done, no, done, 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 done. Finished. <laughs> any interesting stories about dating in college that you would like to you know bring up if not you interesting know. how oh, <laughs> be yeah. more specific oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking about Wendy I don't know <laughs> now I'm now I'm interested um did you have to navigate any of that differently 
I mean, there was, there was of course, the difficulty of finding other lesbians or other mm, How do you on. find other lesbians? Is this like a, you stick up your little radar and it... <laughs> oh, I just wear a giant sign. Oh. I'm a lesbian. Do you want to be my friend? Dude, oh. I used to have a shirt that says, nobody knows I'm a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Jay used to wear that in college. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that is an optional campaign. Hey. Oh. <laughs> oh. I've been missing out. Where's my sign, guys? You didn't get invited to the club. Apparently you not. <laughs> I don't look gay enough. Who are you telling? <laughs> I look plenty gay. To be uh, completely transparent to the podcast world. Heather, on the other hand. It's the, it's the sad life of femme lesbians. There it is. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Femme lesbians are often overlooked. So Fem- we need shirts that say things like, nobody knows I'm a lesbian. So the people are like, oh. Oh wait, does that mean yeah. she's a lesbian? Right, wait. and then they're confused, and then they uh, then they're like, surely not, it. probably not at all. It's just a joke. Yes. Right? So I should hit that. on her and check it out if I'm a, a man. Yes. Yes. Or just make sure you wear the flannel over it. Make, make, the, make sure <laughs> Ooh, the words are visible. Yes. Girl, I like cut my hair short. I wear cargo corduroys. I tried. That's, I should. <laughs> like, no, that's just not me. Like it's just not me. So here I live. My film lesbian. <laughs> a very married film lesbian life. <laughs> yes, also that. Less signaling required. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was just networking. Like, well, my my best friend, she was very much in the lesbian scene here. Mm. So once I became friends with her, like apparently she just all the lesbians came out of the woodwork. Oh, she's They're like, a oh, you know her? Oh, okay. Yeah. We can reveal ourselves. <laughs> She's the hub. She's she, the lesbian hub. She is. Mm, girl party 101. It's like L word. Mm. Oh, oh. The chart. It, the it, chart. it exists here. <laughs> it exists here. Oh, wait. We need to create that. Ooh, terrifying. Ooh. Ooh. It's an island. Ooh. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like three moves instead of six. It's, like, it's not going to be pretty. It's only two degrees. <laughs> Run. <laughs> but... Like, she took me out with her friends once, and they all hung out at the Starbucks on Ward. Um, oh, so it was just, the planet. Yes, yeah. yes, it was. It was a lot of space. <laughs> but, you, like, we showed up, and, like, that was the most lesbians I've ever spe- seen, like, in one spot. All in flannels. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. Flannels or skater shoes yeah. or, like, with their, their, their hats backwards or, like, I was like, oh, my gosh. You found your people. This exists. It's I have thing. found heaven. The yes. afterlife is on earth. Yes. Oh my goodness, it was crazy. But shortly after, I realized that like they've all known each other, quote air quotes, right, known right. each other at some point. And you were the fresh meat. And I was in. like, yeah, no, Girl. never mind. <laughs> it's like a lineup. Oh, here's the next one. Who's coming yeah. to Starbucks? No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Not quite. Yeah, I mean, they were all really nice, but it just, there was a lot of drama, too, mm-hmm. just because yeah. she was with her, and she knew her, and she used to be best friends with her, but now she's, it just got really chaotic, so I kind of had to take a step back. I'm still best friends with my best friend, but, like, the rest of it, I kind of had to just, like, oh, I'm okay, I'm just gonna go do my own thing, and I don't know, just randomly... Um, friends would come to me and be like, oh, this person's a lesbian, or 
would you want to get with her? I'm like, just because we're lesbians? Doesn't mean we all fit together. No. Thank you for that option. <laughs> Thank you, straight world. Yeah. Oh, you're a lesbian too? You should meet. Yes. <laughs> oh, wait, you're straight. You're a straight guy. She's a straight girl. You guys should definitely get together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all how it works, them. right? Yes, yes, all of them. <laughs> Every straight couple, you're required to meet now. Every exactly. person. Yes. yes. You, you guys must go on a, ma- a monster, like, monster-sized date. Like a mass date. Yes. And then if you don't stay together, the entire lesbian world will be disappointed in you. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it oh, works, right? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> Funny. Oh, my goodness. So, if you could give, like, some advice or suggestion to, to people who may be, you know, in a situation right now where they are coming to terms with their own identity and also of dealing with the expectations of either family or their faith community do you have anything you'd say to them take your time be be okay with who you are before you share something so personal and um, private to other people and when you do share it just be wholehearted and honest about it because Hiding any of it or keeping any of it back will, it won't give you the same feeling of relief and um, just freeing that secret. Uh, You kind of have to just make sure you're comfortable with who you are and everyone's journey is going to be different. Like some people will need to tell a couple people and talk it out with them and that's fine. Other people just want to take care of it on their own, and when they're personally ready, they'll come out. Other people will wear a shirt that says, Nobody knows I'm a lesbian. <laughs> and, you know, everyone has yeah, their own it's time. True, it's true. <laughs> and it's also okay to be like, um, You know, I don't have that figured out yet, but when I do, you yeah. know, we can chat about it. Definitely, like, yeah. I mean, talking it out. And then not everything has to be heavy, right? Like, oh, no. Yeah. God, no. Please joke at some point in time. It makes it so much easier. Given my mom, when I came out to my mom, she said, I knew since you were five. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely doesn't have to be at me. Most people aren't completely surprised. I've told Mm -hmm. people to be like, oh, yeah, well, I knew that. And be like, why didn't you have that conversation? I think I've, I've said this before. It's like... Well, we figured you would either figure it out when you were ready. And or, <laughs> I was like, it's been a really long ready. Like, we might have got there sooner. It was yeah. a lot less pain. Exactly. Yeah. Which isn't actually true because I did get asked and I was so scared I declined. But, you know, mm-hmm. you do you. Everyone has their own path. But, yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, it's hard to give advice because everyone's story is so different. Yes. But I do appreciate you guys doing this podcast because... My sister's friend, um, newly made friend from the mainland, it struggles with something similar. So I actually directed her to your guys' podcast. Yay! Well, thank you! More well, listeners! Yeah! We're happy to have more listeners. Yeah. We're glad to be a, you know, a resource and just to offer other perspectives and situations oh. and you know, show that you can come out of things okay, mm-hmm. even if it's all from different Even really ways. hard things, yeah. right? So it's for a lot of people, it's a really difficult, difficult yeah. transition. And for other people, it's not. And so 
yeah, I think just the story of that allows you to feel like, oh, I'm not alone. And, oh, definitely, yeah. Or I could do this different. I don't have to view life in this well, mm -hmm. even though that's how I was brought up or how I've always viewed things myself, mm -hmm. right? Because it's not always how people, what they tell you. It's often what you tell yourself, like you were oh. talking about earlier. What I tell myself about my responsibilities for someone else mm -hmm. has to change. And yeah. You're responsible for your own health and happiness and your your truth to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. And then when you want to share that, yeah. So yeah, everybody's journey is different and they're valid. And yeah, I think it's important discussion. So thanks, thanks for sharing your of, story. Of yeah. course, I'm glad I could. Thanks for having me. Well, it's our pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> well, the final question of the day. Mm -hmm. It's very important. If you fail it, you go back to middle school. <laughs> Does that mean I have to be closeted again? 50-50, that's up to you. I mean, is it closeted, though, if I didn't know what a lesbian was? No. I mean, not really, right? No. So, that's true. You know, okay. it's really hard to be closeted if you have no clue. But, <laughs> you know, you do you. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, so the deep, deep question is, what is your top favorite boba tea and then your seconds and thirds just in case you know it's not a forever bond so is it is this based off like of a specific boba tea place oh yeah you, oh it's up to you if you have yeah, oh, preferences okay. based on location do share um okay so right now i am not obsessed just slightly <laughs> below obsessed with passion fruit black tea with tea jello from coffee or tea mm. um close second though or always go to every boba place I try I always try their original milk tea with boba mm -hmm. um, but another one I like is the Lehing lemonade with the mini bobas but I don't know if anywhere has mini bobas anymore well you, oh. I don't know if you saw this or not but there is a boba there shortage, a boba shortage. Oh. And the mainland's having trouble getting it. We this don't seem to be affected out here yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a real thing. It's, a, oh, it's an actual is. news piece. Like, yeah. everyone's going crazy that the boba is going to... And, like, Hawaii's still, like, chugging them. They put full scoops in. Oh, They're yeah. not rationing that stuff out there <laughs> So if you need a boba, head our way. Yeah. Or we heard that... Where is it? Taiwan? Thailand? Taiwan, maybe. Taiwan. The home of boba? I think... I'm not sure. Oh. Is that the home of boba? Where is the home of... We don't know. We should be educated. Someone, Someone educate us and drop us a message on where the home of boba is actually is that's that very important information it is yeah. i can't live I without to, it I yes it. i know yeah. please help Kristen and wendy and heather find the home of boba because if you, yeah if you can tell me where mini boba is too i would deeply appreciate it even if you have to travel we'll travel for, for, mini, yes. for mini boba yes i will i will split some of it with you oh that's nice. 90 10 <laughs> <laughs> Aww. That's well, awesome. Thank you so much again for being here. It's been awesome. No problem. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. So that's it, guys. You can reach us at queerreligionpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at queerreligion with one R pod at queerreligionpod. Drop us a direct message. You can also subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast and share us because we want as many people to have um, the opportunity to hear people's stories about how they resolve those sometimes challenging and sometimes not uh, overlaps in life. So, till next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.